Each and every week in the BoomX Academy office hours, BoomX Academy family leaders gather and ask me questions on various topics related to retirement planning, estate planning, even long-term care planning. In this episode, I will answer one of those questions, which is quite simply, how do I protect my children from a first marriage and also provide for the support, education, maintenance, and health of my surviving spouse, a product of a second marriage? Listen in and get a feel for office hours at BoomX Academy as I answer this important question. Welcome, BoomXers. Let's throw out the old playbook. It's time to tear down the traditional way of looking at your life and money. And leverage the laws of money to our advantage. That's right. There are laws of money. And those who learn and leverage the laws of money win. And sometimes win big. Stay tuned as asset protection attorney Daryl Tuttle, educator and leader of the BoomX Nation, shows us how. Beginners, investors, entrepreneurs, fellow attorneys, are you ready? Are you ready? Let's arm this ball. Now, here's the BoomX Show. The Laws of Money. Ahoy, BoomX mateys. We are coming to you from Ensenada, Puerto Rico, just a stone's throw from the pirate's favorite sea, the Caribbean. We have fun with the pirate theme, certainly, but to BoomX show listeners, it's about protecting family wealth from pirates, not actually looting wealth. The pirates that we are concerned about, threats to your wealth, are number one, unreimbursed medical expenses, number two, unnecessary taxation, and number three, just simple mismanagement, poor judgment. When it comes to managing your portfolios, managing your financial advisor, managing your attorneys and your accountants, managing your family, all of those areas of your life can erode wealth if you're not careful. We will help you as best we can by teaching the laws of money, but more importantly, giving you important resources and tips, most of the time free, sometimes tuition-based courses at the BoomX Academy, certainly. We are experiencing the longest bull market in history. Is it over or is it just beginning? Do you feel like you are missing out because you don't know or even care to dive into the details of the financial markets? If so, wouldn't it be helpful to find a trusted advisor to guide you and help you build true family wealth? Finding a financial advisor is difficult. That is why so few have help managing their wealth. If you are a BoomX listener, you know I am skeptical about the financial services industry. That's why I'm excited to direct your attention to Shane Kloniger. Shane is the only advisor I currently refer clients to. Shane has decades of experiencing help his clients build, grow, and protect their family's wealth. He's highly skilled and understands tax harvesting, a necessary skill in these tax-obsessed times. More importantly, Shane does not say no to people who are not rich enough, and he does not charge excessive fees, common, so common, in the financial world. Shane is the founding and managing partner of SC Financial Group. I have allowed Shane to sponsor the BoomX show because I believe in him and his services. 
as part of his sponsorship, he has offered a free financial plan to BoomXers. Astounding, I know. Click the link below, fill out a simple form, and Shane will send you a free plan that maps out your retirement cash flow. This will help you understand your money and give you a clear path towards a secure retirement and family wealth that will last generations. Click the link below and receive your free BoomX retirement plan from Shane Kloniger now. Welcome back to the BoomX show, Laws of Money podcast. In the academy, we hold office hours each and every week for those who are family leaders. This is a great opportunity for students in the courses, listeners of the BoomX show, and family members who want to grow their family wealth, but also protect it, protect it for the family, build family wealth for the generations. Some of the questions are technical, some of them are complicated, and some of them are just sharing stories and anecdotes and even tips among students on retirement. This week in Office Hours, I was asked a great question. It's a question I hear often. The question is simply, how do I provide for my children from a first marriage when I also want to provide for my surviving spouse from a second or third marriage? Let's jump into the conversation as family leader in office hours this week, Bob, asks me how to solve this problem. What these trusts are of value when they take care of your surviving spouse, when she has dementia. And I don't know when you plan on dying, let me know, but let's hope it's a couple of decades into the future. And then- I was hoping, yeah. What's that? What? Wait, what is I, I, your... I'm, I'm, I'm hoping yeah, it's not not uh, immediately. Although I'd like to be prepared and or have her prepared. Well, yeah. So, and, and then, how many kids do you have? I have two. Yeah, you can pass the wealth on to them outright. In which case, they're just going to go down and buy the latest version of the Audi Five, the S Five that came out. But I don't disagree <laughs> with that. <laughs> but if you hold it, well, in trust... you know, one one thing I. I but what I, you know, so I want, I have this rental house, at least I want the, that to go to my kids, but right now it's turning income and I want my wife to be able to have that income and she'd have the expenses too, running a rental. But so I'm not sure if, I, if there's a good way to set that up so that she doesn't get mad at them and, and disinherit them or something if I just gave it to her. Are your kids, did you have a prior marriage or are your kids from a different marriage? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, prior marriage. yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so stepmom. Yeah. There's only one way to do that. If you want to provide for your second spouse and you want to ensure that she's taken care of, but you want the asset, the estate to ultimately go to your descendants, biological descendants, regardless Mm -hmm. of marriage, first marriage, second marriage, third, whatever it is, then the gift to your wife has to be in trust. Now, rental property can be in a trust. Um, It's better to wrap rental property in a limited liability company in a limited liability company. Um, mm-hmm. If you do that, the asset is personal property. So what you own at your death is ownership or a share of a company. It would be analogous mm-hmm. to owning 100% of Microsoft stock. You don't, you're not passing on to the trust, the Microsoft buildings and the computers and all the employees. What you're passing on is that stock certificate saying I own 100%. It's much easier to transfer a stock certificate um, in trust than it is a, you can do it with a deed, but you know, it's going to generate 
income. The disadvantage to a limited liability company is, well, now you got to file with the state, you got to mm-hmm. file an annual report. It's not that onerous, but it, it is extra work. And you have, you're paying that B&O tax to the state of Washington, which really, yeah. okay. well, because it's a business, but on the other hand, if it's rental property, sometimes they slip and fall and bring a lawsuit. And without that shield, without that asset being inside a limited liability company, all of your assets are at risk. If they get a judgment um, against you as an individual, because the, the lease agreement was between you and the rentor as compared to your limited liability company and the rentor, see the difference? Yeah. Like then once that judgment is attached, it, it's attached to you and you have to pay it out of your assets. You can file for bankruptcy and the personal residence would be exempt as would a retirement account, but that's it. And you're making that step to go to a um, bankruptcy court. And so what I tell clients is, look, we're not in this business to lose everything. We're not even in this business to like, we wanted to go to bed each night and and sleep soundly. So go Mm -hmm. out, get your umbrella insurance, your general liability, 500K, a million dollar policy, and then just wrap it in a limited liability company. You've got two lines of defense. Plus, it's just a great way to do it because now you're passing uh, that stock certificate, as I indicated, is personal property. It's weird. Like you can transfer personal property easier than a deed, right? Mm-hmm. So if you set it up that way, you've got asset protection for your kids because you can just transfer the limited liability company into the trust and the trust provisions would say, look, the income generated by the trust will benefit my wife during her lifetime. Uh-huh. When she passes away, the trust can either terminate or they can just be beneficiaries of the trust and they can go for another generation. Mm-hmm. Washington state, all states have a rule called rule against perpetuities. Your state, Washington has codified it. So it's a trust can go for 150 years. Now, if you think about it, if that rental property was operating correctly and generating income and you had it organized really well, there's not that much outsourced to a uh, property manager yeah. yeah and remember to file your annual report with the state right and then you're giving your children this little money-making machine the trust that can go on during their lifetime and even the life of grandkids oh so they could just the trust could just continue for them right yeah because yeah. otherwise well it's your choice you you can't with a trust you can control your wealth from the grave if uh-huh. you want to do so, that. So, so I'm wondering, does, I don't know if you can tell me this, but does the step up in basis occur on a death? Yep. Still? That's okay. What, yep. That's what's awesome about it is, especially in a community property state, the um, section, what is it, 10, 1014 of the, the tax code adjusts the tax basis of an asset at the time of death or nine months after the time of death at the option of the uh, personal representative. And so you're choosing the best time. If it's a real estate bubble and yeah. values are going up and up and up, then you're choosing the last possible date. On the other hand, if it's cascading down, then you choose the date of death to lock in that new tax basis. And that's for mm-hmm. all of your assets, except mm-hmm. for retirement accounts, which are tax deferred. Yeah, okay. And if it was community property, let's say 
How long have you been married? Let's see, 14 and a half years, I guess. I'd like to switch gears for just a moment and lay out this truth. The laws of money have requirements. These requirements must be met. For those who understand and implement the proven strategies that we cover on the podcast and in the academy, good things happen. Let's take a moment and focus on important resources that can help you and your family do just that. Hey, Boomexers. Have you heard about the new Boomex Academy? This online academy offers courses that are taught by Daryl Tuttle, host of the Boomex Show, and other educators. Many courses include a digital lesson book, video presentations, and illustrations to help you plan and live a successful retirement. Welcome back to the Boomex Show, Laws of Money podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Tuttle. Have you already earned your money? You've already learned how to save and budget and set financial goals. But in the back of your mind, you're wondering, is there something else I should be doing? The answer is yes, there is. But where do you go to get the right answer without paying a lot of money to people who speak money management mumbo jumbo or worst of all, legalese by attorneys? I am one, I can say that. But I've got good news. The Boomix Academy is now open for enrollment. We take anyone of any experience level who has a willingness to learn about wealth, about the laws of money, about asset protection and legacy. Legacy to hold and protect money for generations, not just one lifetime. We'll even take lawyers. (laughs) So, you gotta laugh. To learn more, go to boomxacademy.com. Okay, so Bob, uh, let's let's finish up your questions and make sure you're taken sure. care of. So, so your question is for the benefit of Mark and Karen. Let me summarize your question. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what you're after is you want to set up an an estate plan in which you are providing for your wife, but protecting the um, estate assets for the benefit of your descendants, your children from a prior marriage. Correct. And that has to be done by a trust, period. Okay. Does it have a, a, a special name for that trust? Or well, I, I can tell you what I call it. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple of different ways to do it. If your state is the size that most Americans' estate is, the best one to use is a trust authorized by 42 USC. Lawyers call it a um third-party testamentary supplemental needs trust. Now, I object to that nomenclature because it it doesn't resonate. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Lawyers know exactly what that is, but but let's break it down. It's a trust that resides inside of and is created by your last will and testament. If you think about it, there are two different ways to create a trust. One is to create the trust while you're living. Now, you've heard that term, revocable living trust. No, that's where I have now. (laughs) Yeah, so revocable living trust is, is just telling you, look, we're creating this trust right now. It's becoming legally effective right now, and we're putting assets into it right now while I'm still living. The problem with those trusts are that you're the trustee, you're the beneficiary, you're the grantor, 
and therefore it has zero asset protection ability. The IRS completely disregards it. It doesn't help with estate tax at all. It does avoid probate. Who cares? The second kind of trust is what is called a testamentary trust. And when you hear that term testamentary, what it means is the trust is inside of your last will and testament. It's sitting there dormant. Like you sign the will, right? Witness notarized signs the will. It's a legally effective document, but the trust springs into existence at your death. And it's created in a probate. A probate is required. Now, I want to emphasize this. It must be created by a will and all wills have to be probated. And that's a requirement of federal law. Now, the federal law that authorizes this trust is the federal law that requires you to create it in your will. So get away from these revocable living trust plans if you're married, because what you want is that trust. I call that trust a spousal protection trust. I can call it, I can name a a trust anything I want to. Now in the documents, in the um, asset protection roadmap, you have the ability to create that last will and testament with that thing in there. The language actually says, this is spousal protection trust. However, lawyers call it a testamentary third party supplemental needs trust. (laughs) And therefore those two terms are interchangeable for my clients and their family spousal protection trust, because it invokes that mental image of a trust that protects assets for the benefit of the spouse. What the law says is if you create it and if the trust has the provisions required under 42 USC, then that trust does not count as, as an asset for estate tax purposes of the spouse does not count as an asset of the spouse for Medicaid purposes. So look back period, transfer penalty, Medicaid liens do not apply. That trust is completely asset protection trust. Then you'll have a provision in there that says something like, or not something like it will say upon my, my spouse's death, then the trust shall terminate and pay, liquidate the assets and pay it out to my two children equally. Or you could say the trust will terminate and pay out assets 50-50 to two new trusts for the benefit of each child. Because sometimes you don't want to give your kids, give your estates two million bucks and you got two kids and your kids are 35. When you're, when the time happens, here's a check for a million dollars. Go have fun. That's not, you didn't save your money just to have it blown at the Audi dealership the very next day. And you could even keep that spousal protection trust You could say the trust will terminate when my kids die. Like the primary beneficiary is my wife during her lifetime. Then when she passes, the trust is going to continue and 50-50 with the kids, like a pooled supplemental needs trust. And sometimes you have kids that have, you know, they're disabled or they're struggling with mental health problems or they're struggling with drug addiction. And those trusts are really great because like I said, they're completely Medicaid exempt. You've heard the term general needs trust as compared to special needs. Special Mm -hmm. needs means it does not count as an asset for Medicaid purposes. General needs means it will count as an asset for Medicaid purposes. So if you draft that kind of trust for your kids, then guess what? If they needed government benefits for drug treatment or mental health treatment or assisted living facility or adult family home based upon disability, that trust would have to be spent down. Okay, so something I don't understand, though, uh, if I'm trying to protect this asset, 
if I'm, can I, you know, you said I, it would only go in from a will when I pass away, but what if I, uh, so how does it protect it while I'm still alive? It doesn't, does not. Yeah. Can, yeah. I, can I just, can I put it in a, a trust based on the a trigger event in my power of attorney? See, that's what's so awesome about BoomX Academy because the, the nest egg course for, I might use this material as a podcast. So let's just talk about it as if we're introducing the concept to a national audience. So when you join BoomX Academy as a family leader, pay $1 a, a month and prices are going to go up to $44 a month <laughs> for two, 2022. Those prices do not apply to you, by the way. But um, at $44 a month, then you have the f- free access to the nest egg course. Now, the nest egg course speaks to that question. The asset protection roadmap is uh, planning for the complete estate plan, but that spousal protection occurs at your death. The nest egg course is trying to solve the problem of protecting assets while you are alive, while you are alive. And it's using a five-year trust. A spousal protection trust is awesome because there's no transfer penalty. The look back period does not apply. Medicaid liens and recovery liens do not apply. Not now, not ever, once it's funded. Now, when we're transferring our money, the five-year look-back period rule, we've got to be careful of it. And so you make the transfer, wait out the five years, uh, one, five years in one day, the money inside of that trust, if you set it up correctly, does not count it as an asset. And at that point, Medicaid liens, look-back period, and transfer penalties no longer apply. That's how you protect your assets mm-hmm. while you're alive. But the thing is, it's much harder to figure that out because, I mean, like a spousal protection trust, we know when that's created. It's created when you die, right? Like it's going to happen with the five-year transfer strategy. And once again, the nesting course, how many videos are in that thing? It's seven or eight videos. Some of them are 45 minutes, an hour long. And so we go into a lot of detail explaining how it works. I even get granular on the trust provisions and it's laid out for our purposes in a one hour office hours and a 45 minute podcast. We just have to talk about it at the 30,000 foot level, but the 30,000 foot level, it's a little more difficult because you're like, okay, I'm still young and healthy and I have a nest egg. Like you're only going to transfer that amount of money that you're not dependent upon for non-discretionary like your expenses mm-hmm. and, and all retirees i'm like you've been trained and inundated save 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 get this big account but at some point you're not spending that money and you will never spend that money i don't care what Sh- the schwab commercials say that's a nest egg now you can either have it sit there and be spent down because of broken hip or you can say at some point transfer I, I, what I always say, everybody's different, but when you're 75 ish, it's time to make a transfer. I think mm-hmm. because 75, you remember there's three phases of retirement. First phase is the gold watch cruises, golf and all your hobbies. Second phase is sitting around watching jeopardy. And the third phase is in the nursing home. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. And that concludes this episode of the Boomex Show Laws of Money podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Tuttle. As a reminder, you can go to boomxacademy.com. Membership is absolutely free and 
Best of all, you can enroll in the Boom X Show companion course. That's all for now. Until next time, remember, yes, you can learn and leverage the laws of money to your advantage.